Welcome to the Work Minus Podcast. We talk about what we need to drop from the way we think about work and what we need to replace it with to be prepared for the future. Go to workminus.com to see a transcript of this episode, more podcasts, articles, and a newsletter that connects you to the best ideas about work. All right, enjoy the show. Welcome back to Work Minus, where we talk about how to build a company that can thrive in the future of work. Today, our guest is Jeff Tun. He's a speaker, author, and explorer, and this episode is Work Minus No. Hi, Jeff. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Neil. How are you doing? I'm doing fun, or uh, doing great having fun, I guess what I should say. But we're all in the midst of this new normal. We're trying to figure out things. But we're actually going to go back and talk a little bit about the past, the good old days, I guess, of IT, or if they were good. So give us a little bit about yourself and your background. Certainly. So I've been in IT for... It's hard to believe, but almost 40 years now. Wow. So I, I go back to a decade with an eight in it. Uh, <laughs> when I when I got into uh, into IT, you know, and I know you've all heard the war stories of uh, mainframes and punch cards and all that stuff. And yes, it was real. It was, it was real. not just museum pieces. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I started my career as a software developer in uh, writing in PL1, COBOL, IMS, CICS, databases, those kinds of things, um, and made the leap into management about uh, 20 years ago and found out that I liked uh, working with people, developing leaders, building teams more than I, than I ever imagined, uh, more than writing code. Uh, mm-hmm. I loved doing that with the, with the people and have, have been doing that ever since. Um, so... It's been uh, it's been a great ride. Seen a lot of change in technology, as you might imagine. Uh, I do a lot of speaking about the exponential growth of IT, uh, and uh, we're in the midst of quite a quite an evolution, quite a revolution in that space. Yeah. Well, we're calling this episode "Work Minus No." So you kind of describe IT used to be kind of the department of no. So what do you mean by that? Well, I, th- I think IT for a long time has had the reputation of being the company that, uh, being the part of the company that puts up walls. Um, it's uh, no, you can't do that. No, you can't have uh, uh, your, you can't bring your laptop into our organization. You can't bring your cell phone into our organization. You can't access your email from home. All those kinds of things that we've gone through in the last, really in the last, a couple of decades on uh, trying to understand what the needs of our businesses were. But even even before that, it was always, uh, it's going to take too long to do that. Mm. It takes too much money to do that. No, uh, no, no, no. And we, we got that reputation for being a roadblock. And uh, I'm sure uh, your listeners are familiar with the term shadow IT, mm-hmm. but that's really where shadow IT was born was because it was easier to go around IT than to use and partner with IT to get things done. Yeah. Um, and so that's the department of no that we've become known for. So what are the things, you know, we're, we're talking here in 2020, what are the things that have forced IT to kind of change? So there's lots of different factors going on, but walk us through a few of those. Well, I, I think business has changed for one. So uh, IT was kind of born from uh, automation and efficiency, right? It was how, how do you get the back office uh, running efficiently? Uh, and what has happened is that our 
businesses, customers are now interacting with our businesses digitally. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all about the customer experience, the user experience as they begin to interact. And so more and more technology is becoming customer facing and in helping with that customer uh, life cycle. And it started with marketing, uh, owning the websites and doing things like that. And what has been happening is IT has been further and further left behind. And I think over the last several years, uh, we've started to hear the buzzword of digital transformation and uh, businesses must transform or die and all those uh, uh, dire predictions. But in a way, it's true. I can't think of a business today that doesn't rely heavily on technology. Hmm. And so I think our technology leaders are waking up to the fact that the businesses are demanding more from them than they ever had. You start to see things like the chief digital officer, the chief technology officer, all those are symptoms of the problem that the the business needs more out of IT than they're getting. So what you're starting to see are the IT leaders who understand this and see this, they're becoming more business first. It's about learning the business, understanding the business. And I think that trend is going to continue and even accelerate as we move forward. I think business acumen is something that you've talked about in some of your talks that, that we've interacted about. I think a lot of times, and it's not just true of IT, but lots of other departments, people just they don't even know how the company makes money, let alone like how it goes through, right? Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and I think one of the things that you see a lot, and in, in especially in, in IT professionals, is when you ask them what they do, they say, well, I'm in IT. Mm. They don't sit. They don't say, "Oh, I'm in nonprofit, or I'm in uh, retail, or I'm in whatever business their company is in," and they almost feel that they're interchangeable. That I can take my IT skills and I can jump from one industry to another and not miss a beat. And I think that used to be true hmm. when what we worked on were the back end systems, but. Now, more than ever, you have to understand how the business makes money as, as we've talked. You have to understand the customer. You, I, I love uh, Jamie Lee. He was the uh, former CIO for Wabash National. And, and Jamie uh, did a great post on the customer's customer. Hmm. So not only do you have to understand your buyer and your customer, you have to understand how their customers are using whatever you're selling. Uh, in whatever service you're providing. And it's important for the IT professional, the IT leader to understand that so that they can bring solutions proactively to the organization rather than waiting to be asked to participate. Well, let's talk about other ways that IT is changing. Obviously, a passion of yours is diversity. Yes. Trying to bring in a lot of different voices into the IT world. Talk about the state of diversity within IT right now, you see. Wow. You know, it, it's one of the things that's been amazing to me over the last several years is to watch the watch the numbers and, and just talking gender diversity to begin with here. But uh, I think uh, four or five years ago, the number was around 20 percent of the, the people in IT were female. Um, that needle hasn't moved much in the last several years. Um, and we have to do a better job of being inclusive 
Um, you know, it's one thing to have a, a, div a diversity goal for your organization that says you're going to you're going to hire uh, so many females or or whatever your targets might be. Uh, it's it's quite another to make sure that that when someone joins your organization, they feel welcome. And I think we really we still have a lot of work to do in those areas uh, to drive those numbers forward. I, I think the other aspect of it is we have to start younger. Um, we have to start with the kids. I, I was blown away by my, um, uh, so I have a five-year-old, six-year-old grandson. Now he'd kill me that I just called him a five-year-old because <laughs> he's six. Um, but, you know, for the first four years of his life, uh, we played and we played, you know, we've got these little Batman and Robin figures and superheroes. Uh, and he would play with Wonder Woman just like he would play with Batman and Superman. Mm -hmm. Well, all of a sudden he goes to kindergarten and he, he tells me one day, I don't want to be Wonder Woman. She's a girl. Mm. Really? They learn that in kindergarten. Yeah, it happens so fast. But there's a difference, right? Um, and we start to put that into our children and our grandchildren. It's no wonder that we're not feeling inclusive when we get to be adults. So mm. I think getting women and Racial diversity into IT is going to be important. We have we have such a skills gap in IT. There's far more jobs available in technology than there are people to fill them. And we're excluding 50% of our population uh, and not making them feel welcome in those, in those careers. And I think that's something that we have to fix to move forward. Yeah. And even more than 50, if you take in the racial differences that are out there. Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think building up role models, letting people see like this is a real career for you if you want it's there. What are some of the things you're doing in your own life and in your world that are, are trying to help that? Um, so one of the things is uh, uh, Julie Kratz and I, Julie's... She was a guest on our show too. Oh, awesome, awesome. Yeah, so so your audience is familiar with Julie. Uh, she's doing great work in the area of diversity and inclusion. And so she and I have partnered uh, to build a series called diversity in tech. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's, it's diversity and inclusion, but focused specifically at the tech industry. And uh, we had um, last uh, December, we had our first uh, event, uh, brought 50 leaders together to talk about some of the issues and some of the challenges. Um, and uh, we're scheduled to have our second event, although we have changed it to a virtual one mm -hmm. uh, in light of our current circumstances. Uh, and that'll be going on, uh, I think it's April 21st, as I recall. But the, the idea is to get the conversation going and then have these individuals that participate in the conversation carry that back to their organization uh, and spread the ideas and the concepts of, of of making sure it's more than um, looking around the table and and seeing a diverse set of people around the table. It's it goes to making sure that everybody is speaking up and everybody is heard yeah. uh, in the organization. Yeah, totally. So that's part of what I'm trying to do. Hey everyone, if you're enjoying what you're hearing, the best way you can support us is to leave a review in your favorite podcast app. Or better yet, start a conversation with a friend about how you think we can make work better. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, it'll, it'll take small steps here and there. Hopefully, maybe we're walking around with Wonder Woman shirts on to promote that side too. 
That's right. That's right. Good. Well, let's talk about another aspect that IT tends to want to change or needs to change is in terms of like soft skills type thing. Usually you, you think of IT leader again, it, it's the, the kind of cold white male sitting back in the corner, like doing their thing. Throw them beer and pizza and they'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are some of those soft skills, if we need a new term for that, but what are some of the skills that IT leaders need to build in order to take a bigger role? Because, I mean, you talked about how I was kind of blown away that IT has become more reliant on technology than ever before. But yet it's not like we're seeing all these IT leaders suddenly become leaders of the company. They're kind of still in, the, in that backseat role. So, so what are some of those skills they need to build up? Well, I think I think part of the problem, and I, and I think this is typical of any um, technical uh, job, is we promote the the people that are good technicians uh, because they're good technicians, and so they 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 get promoted, and all of a sudden they're in these roles of leadership, and we've never really helped them understand how to lead people, how to manage people. And that may not be their skill set to begin with. So these, these things that for years we've called soft skills, uh, I think now are essential skills. Uh, they're things like uh, teaching collaboration and communication, uh, the ability to have a conversation throughout every level of an organization and not get lost in the technical jargon. You have to be able to communicate these very complex and very technical uh, things, architectures of your systems. You have to be able to communicate those to no matter who you're speaking to in the organization on terms that they can understand. Uh, so it's it's teaching how to be the role of the translator. And, and honestly, Neil, that's where the we were talking earlier about the business acumen that's where the business acumen can really play a part because you can talk in business language, in business terminology, and relate it to what they see in their business rather than your technology. Too often we try to teach them the technology and they don't need to know that. I don't need to know how my car works to get in my car and drive to the other side of town. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. I shouldn't have to know how my applications work in order to leverage them and use them in my business. So let's talk in terms of the the business communication. I think one of the fascinating things that that I've seen and, and heard about um, that's a, a a recent development is a, a friend of mine was interviewing for CIO roles uh, in Texas, and uh, he was from uh, Indiana, just like I am, and. Uh, in order to even interview for a CIO role in Texas, you have to have a portfolio of showing uh, presentations. You have to have a speaker reel hmm. uh, that shows you in front of audiences, in front of meetings, leading and communicating because that is such a critical component of the job today. Hmm. They need to make sure that you can do that before they even bring you in for interviews. So it's those types of things. Uh, and you know, the list is... Uh, communication, collaboration, uh, critical thinking skills, uh, design thinking skills, uh, leadership skills in general. How do you lead people? How do you, uh, in today's environment, how do you lead and manage virtually? Uh, where we in this in, in the scenarios that we're in today, all those things have to be learned, and people don't always come by them naturally. In fact, most people don't come by them naturally. 
let's talk about technology. We're usually talking to people who are leading companies that are growing. They're trying to figure out what their relationship with technology should be. So maybe before they're they're ready to hire a CIO role or something like that. What do you feel like is a good perspective for these leaders of companies to look at technology? Should they be looking to automate everything they can? Should they be looking to invest heavily in tech or should they invest in humans? What's that kind of balance, the relationship between the two that you feel like is a good path going forward? Well, I mean, that's probably a multi-layered conversation about do you invest in tech or do you invest in humans? I think you have to invest in both. Sure. Yeah. Um, and and uh, uh, I think where organizations are today uh, we're starting to see, it, it used to be the the mantra was uh, software is going to eat the world. I think right. there was a book uh, about that several years ago. Well, now it's data. So I, I think as companies know and understand the data that they have available to them in their organizations, that's what should drive their technology. And that that's data about their own operations, but it's data about their customers. It's data about uh, their industry and their sector, uh, that is what should drive a lot of their decisions. Now, if you're in, if you're in manufacturing, yes, uh, things like robotics and, and uh, industrial Internet of Things, those are all important investments to make to make sure that your shop floor is as efficient as possible. Uh, but we're also starting to see AI come into to manufacturing. Uh, imagine... Um, AI with Internet of Things, Industrial Internet of Things, uh, watching the assembly line and watching product come down the line and spotting a defect on the first time, the first part that has the defect in, not an entire lot because they inspect it after it's already been manufacturing. But with AI and IIoT, you can see these defects earlier on and make that decision to fix or change the line appropriately. So that's that's just one example. But I, but I think uh, the relationship with technology uh, is, is obviously going to change. More and more companies are going to be cloud-based. So the days of having servers in the back room, while not gone, is fading. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's going to be a long tail on that if it ever goes completely away. Um, but we see more and more of that. So it changes the skills and the dynamics that is needed in an organization, uh, in its IT organization. Um, you know, I don't, I don't need um, um, a storage specialist per se on my staff if I'm in the cloud and someone is managing that for me. But I certainly need someone who understands my business uh, and can bring technology solutions to help my business. So I, I think that's where some of the change is coming in. Yeah, and, and that's where some of the people, what, what the the relationship between uh, IT and the business, and and I always always hate that that phrase of IT and the business. Uh, IT is part of the business, just like the line of business uh, staff are part of the business. We shouldn't we shouldn't put up that wall, but um, it, it has to be, uh, technology has to be part of every discussion in just about every business I can imagine. Mm-hmm. And really that the person who's looking over the IT almost becomes, like you said, they, they need to represent the business in that, but becomes almost like a matchmaker to yeah. say, Hey, you know, this is what you need. I know something that can hook you up with this. Let me 
let me get you there. And then it's also marriage counseling because it's it's trying to figure out, okay, <laughs> how, how do you work with this? You're having trouble with this? Let me help you with that. Maybe we need a, a new solution. That is a great way to describe it. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're a matchmaker and you're a marriage counselor all, all built into one. Um, and, and the key is that you understand the business and you understand technology. Absolutely. Yeah. That's great. Jeff, it's been fun to get into these topics to figure out what's coming up new. I'm looking forward to a world of work that has more yes in it coming from technology that's coming through. Anything else you'd like to leave with our listeners? I just appreciate the opportunity to talk and uh, and share uh, the growing view of the change of IT. I, I love that. Uh, we'll become the department of yes. Uh, how can we help? And I think that'll uh, drive business forward in the next decade and beyond. Great. And where can people go to uh, stay in touch with you? Uh, they can check me out at uh, www.jeffreystun.com. That's J-E-F-F-R-E-Y. Uh, S ton.com and uh, happy to connect and uh, uh, share si- uh, insights and uh, also connect on LinkedIn. Awesome. Thanks, Jeff, for being on the show. And we appreciate you uh, sharing your insights with us. Thank you, Neil. Appreciate it. 